Hey, the NBA draft is currently going on. A lot of trades going on there. A lot of trades in the MLB. I have one and only Wayne Diesel with me. Down yep, there, yep. you know, wandered back in again. Knicks are just... Ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Knicks are just trading down the board left and right. Orlando Magic, I like what they're doing a lot. But doesn't matter what I think. Wayne, how's this draft been treating you? Uh, the draft's treating me. I mean, it, I, <laughs> the Knicks is treating the draft like the Knicks is treating the draft like I like I treat the draft. I, I don't really care. And evidently, Leon Rose and friends don't care either because every time we on the clock, guess what? We giving it away. We giving we giving every pick away. We moving down. And we trading picks off, so it's fine because we didn't need too many rookies anyway because we got enough young guys to build up with the R.J. Barrett's, the Obi Toppins, Emmanuel Quickles, Mitchell Robinson. We got enough guys that we trying to develop anyway. This ain't daddy daycare, all right? So we got to get some people in there that know how to play. Now, what I wanted to do, what is two things that I was hoping for that didn't happen. I was hoping the only, the only reason I was looking forward to draft night is because I was hoping we would take that 19 and 21st pick and either a get it for uh, Colin Sexton because apparently Cleveland said he was available. I don't know, and or trade the 19 21st pick for Cam Reddish because they wanted a first round pick. Because I was in a mindset, regardless of who we draft at 19 21, none of them are going to be better than Cam Reddish. So I was looking for some kind of something like that because for whatever reason, Atlanta's looking to move off Cam. So I was that's the only reason I was looking forward to the draft. But none of that happened, so I'm just stuck like whatever. But I will say this. Uh, I'm curious to see what Charlotte does next year. Charlotte and, and Detroit, those feel like play-in teams to me. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I don't know about playing teams. I, I still think the Pistons are terrible. Um, they really don't have that much to build around. They have a couple decent pieces, but that, that doesn't really push them into playing contention, especially with, I feel like, a couple teams within the um, within the Eastern Conference coming but back. But somebody getting ready to come out. Somebody getting ready to come out of a play at play in contention. I ain't going to say no names, man. But, uh, yeah. Somebody that was in the playoffs last year ain't gonna be there next year. Yeah, I, I, Boston Celtics. I, I wouldn't yeah, think about Boston. Boston ain't no. the team that came to mind. But you know, it's 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 they was in the news today. But yeah. I ain't gonna, I ain't, I ain't. But somebody not gonna be there next year, and I'm gonna leave it at that. And yeah. when somebody's out, somebody got to come in, and it feels like Charlotte, Orlando. They're coming in. It, it, it it ain't it ain't all it ain't Orlando. Orlando ain't got some work to do. Orlando I, just making a lot of noise. That's all they doing. I don't know. I like Franz Wagner a lot. Getting Suggs at like five is great for them. And I, they probably still have a couple at least. Well, who else they have? Uh, what's his face? Cole Anthony, R.J. Hampton, Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, I like what they're doing a lot down there. What are they doing? I I think they're just kind of winging it, honestly. But it's similar to what the 76ers did, you know? You got to get a lot of young talent, and at least one of them will hit. 
Has that really worked out for the Philly though? They got that. They got Embiid. Yeah, that's true. But for all that taking and trust the process, the next guy really don't know how to say his name. It's from Lithuania. Rokas Joku Betis. Nailed it. He's a guard. So so in my personal opinion, I feel like we should take well, this how I do it. I take the NBA draft, especially once you get out of the lottery, it's just you're you're begging on potential because especially with a lot of these these guys coming out of college after one, two years, they aren't fully developed. You don't know what you're going to get out of them. So they, they draft these players in these mid-tier first-round to late uh, first-round picks, you know, hoping that they could potentially become something that they can build around. And a lot of these players have slid because of, you know, personal things. Like you see Michael Porter Jr. a couple years ago, he slid because of injuries. And you saw um, – what was the kid, kid out of Duke? Um, Jalen Johnson. I believe he yep. he slid to like to like the what the twentieth pick because you know he sat out for the end of the season with Duke so you know you're just making on projection and guys that that you know slipped because of you know other things like injuries or stuff like that so it is I don't know if it's just this draft class but they were showing people like walking down or walking up to the stage I could maybe name like five faces. I just didn't recognize anybody. I don't feel like this is the best draft in recent memory. Uh, I wouldn't say say that. I, I just think it's, it's just a matter of it's kind of where I got to personally with college basketball. It's so like I said, it's so many one and done, so many changing you know changing faces, and you know it's really hard to keep up with them. So I don't really blame you for not really recognizing a lot of of these players, especially with some some players you know opting out of the season and you know not playing or some guys going to the g league or not really getting as much recognition on social media like instagram and stuff like that it's kind of hard to really recognize some of these names there's I mean, not a lot of household names anymore yeah i mean like i said they the, the day the col- college basketball war is over the days like in the big east with Allen iverson going against um Ray Allen, you know, UConn versus Georgetown, that them days over, you know, the days of Patrick Ewing going against Michael Jordan, you know, those, those days are gone. You know what I mean? Duke going against the Fab Five and or Duke against uh, the running Rebels. Those, those days are over. Cause like you said, the, they ain't nobody staying no more. I, I don't, I'm not really big on the one and done rule. I, like I said, I feel like they kind of need to do it like football. Like maybe not three years, but I feel like if you if you decide to go to college, if you decide to go, you need to stay there for at least two years because you take the top 10, take your your top 10 all time basketball players, whoever you got outside of outside of LeBron James and Kobe, because I'm assuming y'all got LeBron and Kobe in the top 10 somewhere outside of them too, everybody else stayed multiple years, whether it be Magic Johnson, he stayed a couple years, Larry Bird, Shaq. Uh, I got Akeem Olajuwon in mind, personally. I don't know about y'all. He stayed a couple of years. You know, Tim Duncan. I mean, whoever you got, all these players, they stayed and developed. You don't even got to go top 10. You know what I mean? You can go top 20. You know what I mean? They all stayed because they learned how to play the game. And so, and but and now you bring these people in to ask to save the day, and they really don't really know how to play. 
for real. And that's why you see a lot of just, oh, just run and shoot because they have no footwork. They have no post game. That's why I try to like, that's when I think it's not an accident that we see people that's winning championships. The best player, the average age, I mean, Giannis was 26, but usually they be about 28, 28 in that 30 range before they really start shaking. They be like older players. You know what I mean? And I'm not hating on rookies or nothing. Rookies are great. And, and like I said, that's why I really wasn't too big on trying to have a team full of rookies because we got we it's gotten to be an adult in the room somewhere. And I think LeBron knows that. Every time LeBron goes somewhere, he get all the kids out of the room. He went back to Cleveland. First thing he did, hey, get Andrew Wiggins up out of here. He went to L.A., hey, get all these babies up out of here. Brandon, Brandon Ingram, Zoe, all y'all got to go. I tried it with y'all, but we got to get 80. We got to get some adults in the room. Just got Westbrook. You know, we need an adult in the room. So LeBron knows that because it's it's hard to win when you got a bunch of kids out there. Unless you just got some phenom or something, then, yeah. But that's that's not the normal. That's a So having perfect. said all that, I think it need to be like a two-year rule for college. That's a perfect segue. What are the Lakers doing with Russell Westbrook now? What they getting ready to do? What you mean they getting ready to do? They getting ready to act a fool. They getting ready to clown. They getting no. ready to shake it out here. No. And Russ, oh, no. I trust. I'm trying no. to tell. Look, ain't nobody been beating this Westbrook drum harder than me. Well, everybody been sitting there, oh, oh, Westbrook can't win. Westbrook can't win. Well, guess what? I Y'all know my point guard theory. You can't win with the best player. Y'all know about all that. And so now, now, obviously, I think it's safe to say Westbrook is not going to be the best player on the Lakers. You know, you got Braun, I'll take 80, then Russ. That's fine. That's what you need. So you mean to tell me a two-times leading score, an MVP, somebody that get triple-doubles? Oh, and that triple-double thing getting ready to come down because – what the triple-double really tells me, what it tells me, if somebody's doing everything for the damn team, that team is trash. Okay, what was OKC after everybody left? Trash. What was the Wizards? I'm sorry, Deontay. They, actually, they was all right. They was all right. They was all right. They just had some, some defensive stuff going on. But now with L.A., when they got defense, they got Braun Braun, and that's exactly what he needs. They need somebody that's going to hate. Let me talk to you, dog. This way ain't it. And what Westbrook does do, they pedal to the metal and effort every night. So all this slow down, methodical pace, Russ can push it, all right? And now Braun is at point forward. He needs somebody that can close the ball. I mean, close the game for him. And you can take the – he can take the – you know what? Take it, Russ. Take us there. Now, I know he is – oh, but Wayne, but Wayne, he can't shoot. He can't shoot threes. Oh, I'm sorry. How's Damian Lillard done? Exactly. How is Steph Curry done? Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's okay. And the past couple teams that's won championships ain't shot the three ball really well, at least not in the finals. The the Bucks damn sure didn't. Uh the Lakers couldn't shoot really well in the bubble. And Toronto was just kind of middle of the water too. Outside of the Warriors, you know what I mean? Ain't a team hadn't won like the Warriors since the Warriors. That's why I think this whole Curry changed the game thing. It's a bit overrated, but that's another topic for another day. But so Westbrook does a lot of things well because you need buckets in the paint because we know Anthony Davis is scared to go in the paint. He's a finesse guy. Braun can do it. So with AD stretching that floor, 
Russ can go in and attack the paint, which is what he does best. He can drive and kick. You got Braun can shoot. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker, he's a decent shooter. I think, yeah, he should still be there. Yeah, Horton Tucker, he should be there. And Braun can shoot. So this is going to be fine. And guess what? I think it's safe to say between LeBron, AD, and Westbrook, you probably going to have better one of the better rebounding teams in the league. And will LeBron need to take his foot off the gas and just play off? Well, he's not really great. Actually, LeBron is terrible off the ball. But you know what I mean? When he needs a little break or whatever, cool. And Russ, I trust. We got it. So I think this is a great move. Now, are they going to win the championship? I don't know. I'm not here to say that because free agency is a whole lot that got to go on. So I'm not going to do that right now. But at minimum, they are in the Western Finals right now. As constructed right here, Western Finals right now. So this is an A-plus move for me. Am I going now? Okay. So uh, I don't understand this move for the Lakers, honestly. Um, I, I I don't. I mean, you're sitting there. I mean, okay, if you want to look from, you know, look at the head with, you know, LeBron and AD – Cool. We've seen we've seen this duo win a championship just you know less than a year ago. Um, LeBron's currently thirty six; he'll be thirty seven during the um, during the season. We all know Anthony Davis can't really stay healthy. Um, we all know how I feel about Russell Westbrook. I think he think he's you know I don't think he's all that. Um, he's he's okay. I mean he's not my personal cup of tea. And then. After that, the only players that they had under contract was KCP, Montez Harrell, Kuzma, and Marcus Saul and Alfonso McKinney, who's not under a guaranteed contract. So currently, the only players that are actively guaranteed to be on the Lakers roster is LeBron, AD, Marcus Saul, and Westbrook. That's that's not good. That's not good. You don't have a lot of shooting. You don't really have a lot of defense. You're spending a lot of money because I think Russ is owed for the next two years, like almost $92 million by himself. And you're paying LeBron $41 million this year. And that's only going up. You're paying Anthony Davis about $35.5 million. That's going up. And we all know he really can't, he can't really stay healthy. And you just traded away your first round pick to get Russ. So where's this team going to be? How are they going to be built? They don't really have a lot of money. They don't have a lot of draft picks. So are they just going to go on and do the whole LeBron thing where they just sign a bunch of aging veterans, you know, on, you know, the last leg of their career? We've seen how many times that's that's worked out. So, I mean, I don't really – I think this was a stupid move. I'm a Wizards fan, and I'm happy as hell about it because we get Westbrook's trash behind out, out the city. I got tired of, of, of listening about him. He got y'all and back in the playoff one. Bradley Beal did. Congratu- congratulations. You 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 got us to the eighth seed by the skin of your teeth. In the last game, when Charlotte was injured like nobody's business. Congratulations. But no. If, if Chicago didn't get hit with COVID and if Charlotte didn't get hit with, with the injury bug, the Wizards would have been like the temp seed at best. And they so would have gotten So with a straight marked. face, Deontay, you, you, what you are basically telling me, 
you you are happier with Kyle Kuzma than Russell Westbrook. I'm happier without Westbrook than I am with him. So who is your point guard, sir? We'll figure that out. Free agency starts Monday, <laughs> 6 o'clock. <laughs> you. Think about it. Think about it. On Okay, so on offense, right? Who's going to be the the point guard? Oh, you talking about Washington? No, L.A. L.A. Russ. Russ. But here's the beauty of it. See, here's where that here's where that positionless basketball thing gets convoluted. See, I don't believe in positionless basketball because you're never going to ask Westbrook to play center or power forward or nothing. But roles and responsibility. That's where things get different. You understand what I'm saying? So, for instance, LeBron, he's a small forward, but he does point guard responsibilities. So now what that does for Russ, well, if I'm not being the point guard, well, I got to do something because Russ ain't really the best point guard because if I think of point guards, Russ ain't the first thing to come to my mind. And I'm all about Russ. So you got – LeBron playing point forward that, you know, pretty much what Draymond Green does with Spreewell, Scottie Pippins. You know, we've seen people do this point forward role. And now you're asking Russ to do something different. You're asking him to score the ball. He can move it around, but being a passer, because I believe that what, well, we know LeBron has a basketball IQ. Here's the difference between basketball IQ and being a good passer. Just because you're a good, see, Westbrook's a good passer, but Overrated I don't passer. know if his basketball IQ is where it needs to be. The see, and Terrible. a lot of people don't really know the difference. You know what I mean? A good pass, oh, you can bounce pass, put it right there in the hand, off the backboard, behind your back, time quick, touch pass. That's a good passer. Russ is a great passer because he. There's, I don't think there's a pass that he can't. Well, probably some that he can't make, but he's a good passer. A lot of them. Now IQ. It's something totally different because, see, when you got a basketball IQ, that's when you know when to pass the ball, who to pass the ball to, who needs it at that time, who needs it at this time, what pass I should make, what pass I shouldn't make. Oh, snap, the past three minutes of the third quarter, okay, I know how Russ is in the fourth. Let me chill right quick. Okay, AD, I know I see where his mind going. Let me get it to him. I see he done made the last two, three shots. You know, damn the plays. Let's just give it to AD and act a fool because he's going hot. You know, these are t- you see what's going on with the game. And I don't know. That's where I think Russ kind of drops the ball at. You see what I mean? And that's where LeBron, that's why I really love LeBron with Russ. Because sometimes I don't think Russ sees the, the forest from the trees where LeBron sees everything. And uh, in those key moments, I don't think Russ is doing the, the play, ma- the, uh, being the primary playmaker. Let me ask you this. Sure. So let me ask you this, right? So the luxury tax for this upcoming season, right, is set at $136.6 million, right? You want to know how how much money LeBron, AD, and Russ are going to make combined? Almost $121 million. And then you have Marcus Saul making about two, three million dollars by, by himself. I believe it's about two. So that's about almost 123 million dollars between four players. So you mean to tell me you have 14 million dollars to fill out the rest of the roster? That's yep. not looking 
that's not looking all that good. I understand what you're saying about Russ. I I don't think he's going to fit next to LeBron James at all. I think they should have gone after a guy like Kyle Lowry, potentially maybe going after Chris Paul, because you're not going to take the ball out of LeBron James's hands. We've seen what LeBron tried to do his first year in L.A. when he was trying to play off ball and let Lonzo and the young boys run the offense. LeBron James is simply too too good to not have the ball in in, in his hands. It's kind of like the whole Drew, Drew Brees, Taysom Hill thing when that was a, a thing, which I, I still don't understand. Drew, even though Taysom Hill is kind of sort of dynamic, you're not going to – you should have take the ball out of the out of your, your main guy's hands. And Russ can't play off ball because he can't shoot. So if he doesn't have the ball in his hands, assist hunting, you know, driving the rim with some aggressiveness like we've, you know, seen him do, what does he, what does he really give you on, on offense? So that's why I don't understand it. And you're sacrificing the, the uh, future. I feel like the future, you should try to have it revolve around Anthony Davis. And, you know, you going in, bringing a rush, trading away a lot of young well, not young, a lot of depth pieces, plus plus draft picks, plus you're taking on Russ's $44 million contract with a player option for f- almost $48 million the year after, you have nothing to build around. I've you're always seen going Russ. For broke. I've all, and, and, well, when they got LeBron and AD, you, we knew that it was going for broke. There is no future plan. This ain't no eight-year, 10-year, 12-year plan. This is They're not going to blow it up until LeBron or, AD, or probably LeBron get up out of there. But here's the thing I love about Russ, because Russ is always giving me two guard vibes. You know what I mean? He matter of fact, he was a two at UCLA. But he can't that's shoot. That's fine. He, that, that's fine. And he can't shoot free throws. AB all right. Look, uh you sure about that? John DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan ain't no three point shooter. He shoot like what? 31, 28%, something like that. And he's straight. But now but, having said that, but he has one. But he has He's one great. one of the best mid, mid range shots in the game, and he can hit free throws. Yeah, Rush shoots that, like in the six. Rush shoots in like the sixty percent. But Le, I'm, so, well, we can't say LeBron. But well, Giannis ain't the greatest free throw shooter either. I've just seen him win a championship. Yes, but at the same time, Giannis is seven feet tall. He can just uh, attack the rim and dunk on you. Rush is what six three, six four. Yeah, that's not really doing. A ha, lot has for that me. stopped Rush from getting to the hole before? But has he ever played with a guy like LeBron James to where LeBron's best best skill on offense is playmaking? So Russ kind of has to play off ball. Yes, he played with a guy like Durant who could play off off ball. But at the same at the same time, Durant's a scorer, so Durant can really just do his own thing. Right. And once again, with with the roster constructed like they have it now, there's nothing there. It's literally just LeBron, AD, Russ and whatever Marcus Saul has left in the tank, plus the $14 million you have left in cap space without going over the luxury tax. So they're it's, going to have to try and trade something, and I don't I don't know what they have left to trade. It's much easier finding role players than it is finding a superstar. It's that's much easier. And they needed, they needed somebody that's going to be, uh, you know, take them over the hill. Because then for all that, I'm not sure AD is even going to be available. That's the thing about it. We don't know about LeBron, not just older LeBron, because, you know, since LA, since LeBron and got to L.A., we didn't see him get hurt with some regularity. So, I mean, that's age right there. But Westbrook, for the most part, stays healthy. Who do I trust to give me more games? Mm. Russ or AD? I'm, I'm going to trust Russ. 
Now I'm not saying 80, I just don't want them to get hurt. I want everybody to be, I don't want to, I want to see everybody play 82 games, but you know, that's not the reality. And so the reality is Russ is going to give you effort and more often than not, he's going to be available. And he's going to give you something. Well, he's going to give you a lot of assists. He might give you a lot of points. He might give you all the above. Now, I don't think the triple-double thing is going to be as needed because, again, the Lakers got some things going on. Well, well, as as far as him, him being healthy, I don't want to harp on this conversation too much longer. But we've seen Russ in the bubble last year. He had a groin injury then this past season to start the year. He had an injury to his other groin, I believe, and he dealt with COVID issues. So we've kind of seen Russ kind of start to get a lot of injuries, you know, over the last year. I don't know what to really make of that because, you know, he really hasn't been hurt in his past outside of that one time with um, Patrick Beverly. But we've seen him get hurt more recently than we, we have um, in, in in his past year. So I don't know. I don't – I don't. I still don't understand the move at all. It's dumb. What do you think about it, Stephen? I don't. I don't like it at all. It's just, it's just <laughs> dumb. I get, you know, Kuzma is a lot. I like Montrezl yeah. a lot. I would have, if I were a Laker fan, I'd be more mad that you traded him than getting Westbrook. Because I feel like it's a lose lose for if you're a Laker fan. It's like, oh, shoot, we get Russell Westbrook in his money. But then it's also like, oh, you know, we got rid of Kuzma, but, like, we got rid of Harold. And then, you know, all and, last season it felt KCP. like – I mean, I would have wanted KCP gone anyways if I were a Laker fan. Yeah. But I feel like all last season Laker fans were like, oh, if only we had, like, you know, a Montrez Harold type. They, they did. Just never used them. And you chose to sign Drum. I mean, you chose to yeah, you chose to sign Drummond. And you saw come playoff time, he wasn't playing. He was saying at the end of the bench, like, like, like somebody stole his lunch money. I I don't understand what the Lakers are are doing. I don't understand what they were doing last year. I don't understand what they're doing now. It's <laughs> this is probably potentially going to go down as one of the worst trades. I mean, I, I mean, think, you know. This is what Russia's fourth team in four in four years. At some point, you have to look in the mirror, like, "Hey, it might might not be everybody else." Just saying. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I know this ain't my podcast, but I'm not gonna let this go on on this show. I'm not gonna let this Russ Slander tolerate. On the wavelength podcast, I'm sorry. I know no disrespect, but there will be no Russ slander on this edition of the the uh, wavelength podcast. Let me tell you something. Have y'all heard of the, a man named Playoff P? No. Yes. Okay. So let's rewind the clock. I forget the year, but I know it was Game Six, the uh, Utah Jazz versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. All right. In that closeout game, they, the, the Thunder needed – obviously, they needed to win and they was going home. Okay. Do you know what Russ, I trust, gave us? No. He blessed us with 45 points. And I, I forget the uh, – it was somewhere around seven uh, assists and like ten rebounds or something. Did his thing. Do you know what his, his uh, partner in crime gave us in Paul George? 
No. Six points. Do you know what happened to all the games leading up to the game six? We saw Joe Ingles barbecue Joe. Uh, we saw Joe Ingles barbecue Paul George for the good bit of 48 minutes. And everybody blamed Westbrook. Oh, let's blame Westbrook. Let's blame Westbrook. Now, when they got beat by Portland, hey, I can see Portland beat him. I got nothing. You got me on that one. I, I can't. But uh, Russ is just the guy holding the gun. All right. And again, when your best player is a point guard, it's hard to it's it's hard to win a, a championship like that. And let's look at what Russ has done for his teammates. I saw I saw James Harden being the MVP conversation with Russ as his point guard. I saw Kevin Durant get uh what four straight MVP scoring titles, three straight scoring titles. Was, I saw the MVP before that. Who? Harden. He won that. He literally won the MVP like two years before that. Right. I mean, he was a great player, but he did lead the league in scoring. He led the league in scoring. Yeah, because Westbrook led the league in assists and Harden led the league in scoring. You know, that whole Rockets thing. So, and then we saw playoff P have a career year with Westbrook. He was in MVP conversation. And Paul George ain't been in MVP conversation since then. And that was with Westbrook as his point guard. Now, obviously, he's not going to make LeBron better. What? It's only been two years. But but still, it, it happened. Now, it's, I'm not saying he's getting ready to make LeBron better. And LeBron needs West. Well, he needs some help. That's He needs somebody to kind of help carry the load with him. That's really what he needs with Russ. So, I like this move. I, I really do. Because Russ is going to – he gives you a lot of – because everybody's talking about Chris Paul – Chris Paul don't give you nothing that you already don't have. You got facilitating with LeBron. You got leadership with LeBron. You got people that can, you know, control the pace of the game with LeBron. You got all that, but you need you don't have somebody that can push the pace. You don't have that. You don't have somebody that can attack the rim with ferocity like Westbrook. You don't have that. Was doing that last year? Who? Russ was, was doing he that was last with year. with the Wizards. And then Bradley I watched, Beard, I watched a lot of the games. Touches. Bradley Bill was leading the league in scoring. So, I mean, you can't deny that. You got you can't deny that, man, the ball. Because, I mean, Bradley Bill is a better scorer than Westbrook in every sense of the word. So, if I'm Russ and I'm looking at Bradley Bill towards people on a nightly basis, then hell yeah, I got to take a back seat. Now, I'm going to still do my thing when I need to. But the, the guy ought to be Bradley. And rightfully so. And matter of fact, didn't Westbrook lead the league in assists again this year? If I'm, I'm top, I believe he did. So eighth seed in, in the Eastern Conference. Congratulations! But they had a lot going on too. And again, a I'm of, of the mindset. I'm, a, I'm of the mindset that on that team, and I'm sorry, and I've said it. I feel like Russ was the best player on that team last year. I feel like mm -hmm. he between Bradley and because obviously Bradley got the score, but outside of everything else. I think Russ does everything else better than Bradley Bill. All right, so if 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 you think Russ is, is a is a you know amazing player, I just look at his his uh his last two playoff stats for the uh for the last two years, the one with Houston and one with the Wizards this past year. 18 points, eight eight rebounds, seven assists, 68% from the free throw line, 38% from the field, 24.5% from, from the three-point line. Congratulations, Lakers! You played can, yourself. Can I? Can I? Look! Look at who we was playing 
playing against. Look at that defense with Philly. That that is not driving the paint is not something you want to do when you got Dwight Howard, Joel Embiid, Thibel, and Ben Simmons. That is a tough ask for anybody. You you gonna need some shooting. You gonna need something like that. That's not a conducive thing for us. But if you put Russ with LA when he got some big monsters too, now we talking about something. So that wasn't a favorable matchup for him. That's a terrible matchup. Because what Russ does, that plays right in the Philly strengths. That's why they well, they I mean Philly's just a better team. So that's why they play they play right into their strength. So I want to Now I don't got nothing that, for uh, the free throw shooting. That's I mean, hey, you gotta hit your free throws. I don't got nothing for that. But yeah, you can't just be driving the paint on MB. You can't just drive the paint on Thibault if you can get there. And you got Ben Simmons. I mean, where's the six three? Everybody, the average height on that team on Philly is like what six seven, six eight, something like that. So, yeah, that's a tough matchup for him. That's tough. So I want to go back to Russell Westbrook's game six in 2018. Shot 18 of 43. Seven of 19 from three, three for six from the free throw line, and his plus minus was minus one. Right now, let, let, let we get I need some context, okay? Because you know, now look at the rest of that team because that OKC team couldn't shoot, everybody was, was jacking it. So, me, because I done played with some people that couldn't hit worth a damn either. So, I'm like, well, y'all ain't shooting. Well, guess what? Somebody got to shoot. So the hell with you, the hell with you, the hell with you. I'm about to. All right. So, yeah, I, I just don't I just don't get get the move because, like I said, Russ, he gives you a name right now, but this, he, he's not a fit. We've seen, I mean, think about it, the type of point guards that have gone next to LeBron that have actually worked. I'm not I'm not going to count the 20 was 2018 2019 season with with Lonzo because LeBron got hurt like on Christmas day so that really didn't work out right so well at I won't say I didn't work out they were like the what top four seed in the west then um he got hurt so that really doesn't count but then you've seen him play next to guys like Kyrie who's a scorer Schroeder who's been a scorer and then who do you have uh I don't think he had a point guard when they won the championship in the bubble, so you know you really can't say say that. But he's played next to guys like Dwayne Wade, even though he's not. I mean, he had really, playoff Rondo. However, you feel about Rondo? Yeah, yeah. But you know, we Rondo is kind of like that second tier guy. You know, come off the bench, and you know, when LeBron needs needs a break, you know, he can orchestrate the offense. But when having a guy like Russ, who's yes, you mentioned Rondo, but Rondo is making nowhere near as much as as Russ. Russ, like I say, making forty four million dollars this up, upcoming season. That's not, that does nothing for you long. I mean, I, that does nothing for you. That cuts your salaries and your ability to get get um, other players tremendously, which is why, which is probably the biggest thing why I don't understand this this movie. Trade away quality assets. I know Kuzma's stock is down. And I know Harold's stock isn't really that that high. And you trade the twenty second pick that you just had. And you trade away a lot of picks to the um, Pelicans for Anthony Davis. So, like I said, I just don't get this move for the Lakers at all. Uh, so let me ask you this: Let's say they don't trade for Westbrook. Let's say that trade is not even a thing. Let's just pretend like it's not even a thing. What do the mm-hmm. Lakers do? 
What, what, because they, the, they still gonna have those same cap problems. They still gonna they the same cap problems that they would have, they got with Russ. They was gonna have that anyway. Yeah, but 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 here's the thing though, right? So what they're probably so what I would have done, I would have gone out to guys like Kyle Lowry, especially gone out to CP3 and, you know, seeing what he was willing to, you know, take in order to win a championship, um, especially with them falling short with the way he did with Phoenix. So maybe, you know, he's trying to do something different there. Um, and having the bird rights to guys like, you know, THT, who's a restricted free agent, Alex Caruso, who's a restricted free agent, you know, you can kind of go up, go over the luxury tax. But when you're getting a guy like, a guy like Russ, you're pretty much already at the luxury tax threshold. Like I said, they in order to not go over, not go over the luxury tax, they have 14 million dollars. That's it. And like I said, I just don't get get this move from a roster building perspective. They they didn't draft any young players, so essentially, all that all that they can do is just sign maybe one decent free agent go over the um, luxury tax with Caruso and THT and sign a, a bunch of uh, vet vet minimums. And that's, and they still might not even make the conference finals, even though I, LeBron is arguably the greatest player of, of all time. I just don't know how this team is going to, you know, come, come together and really work, especially with all their different play styles. They go make it work and they get into the Western finals. Ooh. That was professional. Been a long day. Been a long day. You don't understand. But anyway, uh, no, nah, man. The, I think the Lakers is it. I think this puts them. When I think about championship teams, I, I, the Lakers is right there on in front of the list. Now I can't give you the rest of the list because you know, a lot can happen in free agency. A lot, a lot yeah. has got to happen. So, but for right now, in the West, to me, it feels like the Clippers in L.A. That okay. those feel like the best teams in the West to me. So I will. I, the only reason I would have to push back on that is because Kawhi Leonard, you know, he just had surgery on his um partially torn ACL. I believe somebody said that's pretty the surgery and the recovery time is essentially the same as having a, a fully torn ACL. So I really don't expect anything from them this upcoming season, especially well if if Kawhi Leonard resigns with them, then okay. They have, they have something going. But um, I'd probably go with, you know, if Phoenix brings back Chris Paul and, you know, actually gets a quality backup center, I feel like Phoenix is a, a good quality team. Denver, depending on, you know, how long it takes Jamal Murray to come back. I know you're hopefully on Denver. You don't got to roll your eyes about it. I still think with, with Joe Kick and Murray, who I think is probably the most underrated player in basketball, that could work out. We don't know if Utah is going to come back stronger, maybe add a couple pieces to, to get better. Um, I'm not going to really guarantee that much on Portland because I don't think Portland's all that good, especially especially with Dame and, and CJ. I don't really feel like you can really build too much around them, especially with the amount of money and the lack of a free agent market that they attract. I don't I don't expect much from them. So I guess I'd probably put the Lakers maybe fourth in the West. Cause like I said, I just don't like what they have as a whole team. It's, it's just Russ who can't shoot LeBron who's on the last, maybe three holes of his career. Anthony Davis who can't stay healthy to save his life. So, I mean, it's not much to really build off of. I, I, I don't like it at all. It's, it's probably the worst trade I've seen in, in a long time. 
I genuinely think I will bet money this is going to go down as a terrible trade in about two years. In Russ, I trust. So where's this whole Russ, I trust thing come from? Because I don't get it. I, I, just, I, I, I don't him. get why you're so confident in him. I, I trust and look. Or why? I, look, I know since Katie left, all Russ has done is get put out in the first round. I understand that. I know. Mm-hmm. Yep. All Russ has done is uh, put dents in the rim from beyond three. I understand that. All Russ has done, I actually saw a stat. <laughs> and I don't like it. I don't like the stat, but it's a real thing. Russ is the first MVP to be traded in three straight seasons. That's that's never happened before. I, I don't I don't like that stat, and I hate that Russ is the one to break the record. I, I hate that. I hate everything about it. But somebody that puts that kind of effort on the floor, somebody that can – I mean, Russ is a game-breaker. And I'm just looking at the point. I'm just looking at the teams. He really hadn't had a whole lot to work with. Not I since I mean, well, I was big on Houston, so I, I'll I'll take that back with Houston. They just got beat by LA because you know I was high on Houston that year. So I just, if Russ is in the right situation, I really believe he can shine. KD looked really good in Golden State, yeah, because that was the right situation. That was the perfect thing to do for him, and we saw how it played out. And Russ hadn't had that perfect situation for him. Now I think he finally has that situation because he's got a playmaker. He's got a big man. He's going. They're going to put some defensive pieces around him, and he's he's back right at the crib. So, so I, I, you're not asking Russ to just save the day. All that triple double stuff. You're not going to have to ask him to do that. He's not going to have to do that. Not anymore, because he can literally give you whatever you need. If you need scoring, he can do it one way or the other. Not if you need rebounds. Not efficiently. It, it, that, hey, Kobe wasn't the most efficient guy, but people love Kobe. You know how they do. But because he can shoot, long as he, can he shoot? He's not the best shooter, but he can get to the hole. He can get to the rim. But he can't. And he rebounds. might not be. He might take. His, he might pull a James Harden. You know, James Harden in Houston and James Harden in Brooklyn. It's two totally different hardens. So who's to say Russ can't do that? Me. We, we, I think he can. I think he would. I'm, now, he ain't going to just turn into no mid-range assassin. That's that's not going to happen, I don't think. But you know Russ what? can still find a way to get you points when you need it. You know what? I'm just going to finish off with this, unless you have um, any other points on this whole situation. I faithfully feel like the 2024 second round pick is going to be more impactful for the Lakers going forward than Russell Westbrook. That might be me sitting there, you know, sipping on a haterade. I just don't, I, I just don't get this move, man. It doesn't make sense. You have four players under contract and you're $14 million above the luxury tax line. Jesus Christ. What are we doing? And you have no draft picks. What are we doing? You're going to, the, Look, if I promise you this, if this season does not work out for the Lakers, I can almost promise you they're going to sit here and trade Anthony Davis. They almost have to in order to get somewhere because this is pitiful, man. LeBron James is under contract for the next, what, three years? Anthony Davis is under contract. Russ's contract at this point. The ability to move it twice is a miracle. 
it's 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 immovable. It's immovable. It's immovable. That was impressive having to move the contract. You right about that's that is a terrible contract. And the fact that two GMs were able to move that contract twice, but give them GM of, of the year because that's that's amazing. The, the John Wall thing I got because it was pretty much an even swap. So even, that one made yeah. sense. This one's a little more. <laughs> but I'll say this. If it if it blows up and it doesn't work out for whatever reason, I, I'll sell my, my Westbrook stock. I'll okay, wait, wait. Well, wait, so one, one last question. Why were you so easily able to let go of Ben Simmons and still you just holding on by, by this little string, holding on like Stephen A. Smith's hairline to Russell Westbrook? I don't I, I don't get it. Because Russ tries and gives me effort. I'm not sure Ben does that. I, I, mean, I mean, Russ can't shoot, but he ain't scared to shoot. I don't know if I mean, Ben can shoot or not. I'm more inclined to say no, but one thing's for certain, he's scared to shoot. I ain't never seen Russ be right up under the goal and not try to do something with it. I saw Ben Simmons do that. I saw Ben, I see Ben Simmons pass the ball up, you know, top of the key and take himself out of the play and just disappear in the corner like he in timeout or something. I've seen him do that. I've seen Ben Simmons do great in the playoffs and do nothing. I mean, do I said that backwards? Do great in the regular season and just disappear in the playoffs. I've seen him do that. Russ don't disappear. He might give you a lot, and it's in a losing effort. He might give you some. You might be empty calories, but at least they calories. Ben Simmons ain't giving me nothing. Oh, he can play defense. Yeah, I got that. Ben Simmons is is great, and I still like Ben Simmons a lot. And I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious that the Sixers. They put the, I don't know, did you, but by, by the way, did you see what they tried to offer the Warriors? <laughs> did you, what my God. What, what, what was it, Wiggins, uh, Wiseman, and four first-round picks? Are you kidding like, who me? Do you, who do you think Ben Simmons is? This ain't Magic Johnson you trying to get rid of. I'm like, do you, re- I'm like, do you realize the Warriors was watching the same playoffs game the rest of us was watching? Do you, I don't think. I, I couldn't believe. I like I like Ben Simmons too, but God damn! But no, nah, man, Russ is gonna give you some effort, and I just don't think Ben Simmons is gonna give you that. I mean, well, all right. Well, this is this is my last point on on this whole, whole thing. I truly feel like you. Everybody's saying, "Oh, Russ is Russ is going to give you effort." Russ is going to give you effort. I feel like that's kind of kind of within the same ballpark as saying, "Oh, you know this, you know my." Girlfriend, one thing I, I like about her, she's loyal. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. That's the, that's the bare minimum with me paying you. But Russ ain't giving. Let, let's not act like that's all Russ do. He just led the league in assists. He can still give you twenty something plus points a night. So here, so I, here's a stat that I saw on Twitter. I didn't go and Google this and see if if, if it was a hundred percent true. But this is what 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 I saw. It says. It says uh, teams, teams. Russell Westbrook has have have played on over the last last three years have been bottom five in passing, bottom five. So him leading the league in assists and all, while also being a bottom five team in passing, that kind of says something 
about, especially playing with, with James Harden. That. I'm just saying that's something that's got to that's got to be worth something. Here's the thing about that, and that's true, and I, I that feels like a real stat, and this is why I love again LeBron because Russ is highly ball dominant. He's the only one passing. So it runs solely through, and I don't know if I love and I love Russ the player, but I don't love Russ, you know, running the show. Because again, the whole IQ thing we talked about. I mean, great passer, IQ, whatever. So I think that's that goes away. All you need, you don't need to Russ to run the offense. You got LeBron for that. Now the only the only thing I worry about with Russ, the only thing is that personality, like that big dog personality. Like, is he going to try to rival LeBron in the locker room? I worry about that. Now, all the other stuff on the court, like the basketball fit, I don't worry about that at all. You know, the people who's going to play around them, you'll find you some some league minimum guys. Hell, D-Wade might come out of retirement for this. Maybe. We never know. So, I'm not worried about that. But those two big dogs in the locker room, because Russ, he hadn't took, he hadn't shared the torch with nobody. He didn't share it with KD. He didn't share it with Harden. He didn't share it with Bill. I'm sure he's a great guy, nice teammate, but he lets it be known, hey, we get, this is how it's getting ready to go. You know, that strong personality. Mm-hmm. And it's not an accident that Westbrook, that Russ, uh, James wanted to get up out of there. They might be boys, and they still probably are cool. I'm sure they are. But, like, hey, man, you cool? But, you know, I, I got to go where you got to go. Something got to give. I think I think that – now, how does that fit with LeBron? Because we know this is LeBron's show in Hollywood. Yeah. So, that's – I worry about that. I like to think it's going to work out, but I've seen Russ be a great scorer. I've seen Russ – rebound i've seen the effort i've seen russ do a lot of things what i haven't mm-hmm. seen him do is take a back seat when he needs to and i were i do worry about that because if you ain't doing that then everything else goes out the window okay so this is f- for real at, at this point i feel like this is my true last last question because you know how a lot of people over the last couple of years have said, "Oh, free, free Bill, free, free Bradley Bill away from the Wizards," and then and then our guy, um, Chilton uh, Sports on um TikTok, he he also said that Bill should be free too. Bill came out and said today that he doesn't want to be freed. Do you still do you feel like that whole narrative should end, or do you feel like it's it's going to go nowhere because everybody, you know, he's not on a you know within an upper echelon franchise like Miami, Boston, the Lakers, et cetera. Because I don't think it's, it's going to go anywhere, even though he's came on and said like five times, I don't want to go anywhere as of right now. I believe he's going to – I think Bill's going to be just fine. And to your point, that's that I think Washington's going to be better for this too. Now, I don't believe in Kuzi, Montrez, you know, take him or leave him. But I think the ball is going to move more. Because one thing I love about Bill, he can play off the ball just as well as he can on it. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what you're going to do at a point. What you got, Ish Smith? Ain't that y'all point guard? <laughs> but He's so, a free agent. Oh, okay. So, I mean, y'all have somebody. But the ball is going to move more. You don't have Russ, you know, taking the air out of the room. So, now we know whose team it is now. So, is Washington – I think they're still going to take a step back, but the move's going to move more. But if, 
if Bill's happy, then that's that's where he is because he love he might love Washington, he might love the town, might love the city. The same thing, like I don't believe Dame's going anywhere. I don't think everybody's not a with the player mobility thing. Some these people have families, they get they in the community. They he might be comfortable there. Like he might legit be happy. I, I don't think he believes Washington's a title favorite any more than me and you do, but he might really be happy to like, you know what? I got I like the organization, I like the front office, the fans are great. You know, they took a chance on me. I'm a roll with it. I'm a I'm a ride it to the wheels fall off. So and I think that's a real thing. So I and I mean the big stars, people leave, but people staying, believe it or not, it's more the norm. You know, because look at what Dame is saying. I'm here. Look, you know, Giannis. I knew Giannis wasn't going nowhere. I tried to tell folks, but you know, whatever. You know, D Wade, I mean, he he left at the end. I don't know why, but he chose to stay. Money. You know what I mean? So I don't think this whole thing about everybody wanting to go is I don't think is as big as people make it out to be because you got a lot of people that do choose to stay, like the Bradley Bills. You gonna have people yeah. that want to go, but you gonna have people that want to stay, regardless. Yeah. So I, I don't think the free bill is a real thing. Yeah, I just feel, feel like a lot of players or I'm sorry, a lot of fans around around the league are just like, oh, you know, he's not on the huge market. The team isn't really championship level. That's just, you know, free him. Just like people were saying, oh, free Devin Booker. I remember Draymond, I, be, I believe it was sometime last year he came on TNT. He's like, oh, we need to get um, D-Book out of Phoenix. A year later, they're in the finals. So I just feel like a lot of teams are just that one good, good move away from being a contender and obviously getting a couple right. lucky breaks. So I don't know. And who's to say, to your point, who's to say somebody might want to go to Washington? We we never know. Like, hey, you know, Bill, man, if I was over there with him, that might be all right. Who's to say they might, it might not be the other way around. Exactly. So, I mean, we've seen people go other, so I, I don't think, now, of course, it'd be cool. You know, it'd be cool to see him somewhere cool. But that, I mean, he got the keys to the city. And and he knows that Washington, they're they going to do whatever they can for Bradley Bill because they don't want to see him go. They're going to keep him happy. So he, he getting treated like a king out there. And really, there's no really no pressure on him. You know what I mean? Nobody's asking him to – I mean, nobody expects him to be championship favorites or anything. So I think they're all right. I think that I think they'll be just fine. Bill will be just fine. The Wizards will be just fine over time. I think they're gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely agree. I hope this this works out. And I'm like I'm trying to pin this whole free free bill thing, but you know. Yeah, I'm I'm not cool. with the free bill movement. I, I'm I'm not. Now I am with the free deer and fox movement and the free Marvin Bagley movement. And I'm with the free Zion movement. Now I'm all for them three getting up out of where they need to be. But Bradley It's only Bill, been two no. years with Zion, though. No. It's only been two years with Zion. I feel like, you know, this is people are overreacting. They haven't even really give given New Orleans a, a fair shot. Yes, they had a bad coach in Gentry. Yes, they had another bad coach in um Gundy, but it's only been two years. You gotta give that a chance. I've I've seen enough of David Griffin. I, I know what I'm getting out of David Griffin. Like I said, and I feel like you mean to tell me you got Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Zion Williamson, and you can't even make the play-in tournament? And then the year before that, they designed the bubble just for you to make it. They gave you all the easy games, and you still jacked it. 
So I'm just looking at that. And then, oh, he had a bad hire with uh, Stan Van Gundy, but he did that. He did that. It ain't like he inherited a bad coach. He signed that bad coach. And now, guess what? You getting rid of Lonzo Ball, who you said is on records. I mean, I love Lonzo. They love each other. And you looking for Kyle Lowry, and you looking for all these other people out here. So what? They, I don't know. They know what they're doing. Yeah, I love the players they, they got, they but that front office is terrible. Yeah, I just feel like they're 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 just trying to make it better and try to move forward, you know. And, and the to... reality is, because the same ownership that owns the the Pelicans, they own the Saints, and I think they just care more about the Saints than they do the Pelicans, because that's still a a Saints town. Well, that's 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 kind of where I you know the Wizards are because you know they, you know the. Uh, I don't really watch hockey like that. I, I'm a casual fan. I'm pretty sure you don't watch it. But the same team that owns, I mean, same ownership that owns the Capitals who just won a championship and they spent a lot of money on owns the Wizards and, you know, kind of a, you know, backseat franchise. That's just how it is. It is what it is, though. It is what it is. Yeah, so that's that's all I got. I'm happy as hell. Russ is out. Sad as hell that my baseball team just kind of sold. You know, I know you believe – in the Lakers, we don't agree, but you know, that's just how it is. And Russ, I trust, baby. And Russ, I trust. Now, I ain't saying they're gonna win the championship, but I got them in the Western Finals. It's a fool. I, I I do got that. I can tell you that they they just they just bought their ticket to the Western Finals today. That much I I know. Okay, well we'll hold hold on to this tape. I I have it. I'll save it. And if yeah, I, I know you you are great with receipts. I, I know yeah. that you yeah, won't I'm let me on, live if this goes it. bad. I, I will, I'm, I'm telling you, within a year, you know what? I'll come back to you. The trade happened Thursday, July 29th, 2021. Thir- uh, July 29th, 2022. I'm going to send this to you, and we're going to listen to it, and we're going to laugh. I promise you this is not going to work out. This is always how it goes with the LeBron-led team. Hold on, wait a minute. Let's not act like LeBron-led team just went to bed like they like LeBron don't got four championships up in here. No, let, no, 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 no. So what I when I say a LeBron, <laughs> like, like, I'm I'm just thinking about you know how at the tail end of his Cleveland days where how they were they traded Kyrie for Isaiah Thomas and a bunch of other picks and I'm, I mean a bunch of smaller players like Crowder and then they flipped those players for a bunch of smaller players and it it just all was just a mess. And I, I mean, Kyrie like, kind of um, started that, you know. And then they yeah, were playing yeah, the but, Warriors, and nobody wasn't beating Golden State. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, you saw instead of actually, you know, they were talking about trading Kevin Love for Melo, and you saw how Melo's career went. Even though Kevin Love's career still went downhill, I still feel like Kevin Love was better than Melo. But, you know, they don't have any bigs outside of Anthony Davis. And you just said, ball. did you just say Kevin Love was better than Carmelo? When, when they were talking about trading for him, yeah. I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. You remember um, Kevin Durant's first year was at 2017? You know what? It, it don't even matter. At no point have I ever said <laughs> Kevin Love was better than Carmelo. Even when Melo was out the league, when he was when he was about a month away from being in the big three, I still trust Melo more than I do Kevin Love. You take it back right now. Take it back. 
<laughs> He's serious too. He's serious too. Take okay. Rush and I rush so bad. <laughs> Kevin Love was better at his role <laughs> what he did. Man, Love didn't have no damn role. He wasn't on no team. Take it back. Okay, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. Who, who, who played their role better? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Kevin Love was not better than Carmelo Anthony, okay? I, I, I apologize. I'm Thank sorry, Melo, and I'm sorry, Wade. Right. Hey, what's going on up in here? Oh, oh, we oh not going to slander Russell Westbrook <laughs> and Carmelo Anthony in the same goddamn podcast. Not while I'm on the show. I'm not going to let it happen. I got tears. I got tears, man. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I feel like that's a great, a great way to end it. I mean, this back on to Stephen. Once again, Wayne, I'm sorry for my mellow disrespect. I'm not sorry for my Russell Westbrook disrespect. Send him to LA. Have fun with that. I'm I'm over it, man. Any 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 last words for the people? That's all I got. All right, we out, man. Yep. I've spent plenty of time on here being sad about many things. My team does. Deontay has as well, but. Right now is just his time. Floor is yours. Yeah, man. Sucks, man. You know, I don't know if anybody knows. I'm originally from Northern Virginia, Alexandria, about uh, a good, what, 15 minutes from Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. Um, grew up a D.C. sports fan and a Nats fan since, since, they, since she moved here. Diehard Nats fan since about 2018. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty sad day to, to be a Nats fan. You know, we, I woke up this morning, uh, saw that they traded Brad hand to the blue Jays for a catcher prospect. I believe, you know, it is what it is. Brad hand didn't really mean anything to me. Every time I saw him pitch or the, especially of late, he's been terrible, you know, blowing, blowing saves, losing games, get him out of here. Um, and then the bombshell dropped, which I, I expected, you know, originally Max Scherzer was going to go to, to the Padres, you know, that happened. It was a little, it's a little bittersweet. It was cool. I was like, you know what? That's fine. You know, you know, it happens. He was in the last year of his contract. It is what it is. He wasn't, wasn't going to be here forever. He's like, in his, he's like 36 or something like that. Back nine of his career. That's cool. And then a couple hours later, I got a, a, a bombshell that just crushed me. That the, that the Dodgers somehow crawled their little weasel asses back into this trade. And not only are they getting Max Scherzer, they're also getting Trey Turner. This one is probably on par with Anthony Rendon leaving because it's 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 funny because I, I remember before the 2019 season 
when Washington and and um, Rendon were in contract um, negotiations. This was like right at like a, a week or two, or just a little bit after Nolan Arenado signed his uh, record-breaking contract with the Rockies at the time. Um, you know, I remember Rendon in a interview in the um, in a clubhouse. He was such. He was like, "Yeah, you know, we just him and I guess Scott Boris and his." representation were like yeah we just didn't think the contract was, was where it was supposed to be and um yeah you know he ended up walking after winning the world series so you know seeing trey trey turner leave was um well being traded away to the dodgers hurts man especially seeing coming from where he he came from i remember first game i, I watched him play i forgot who it was against but this one he was in uh, center field and I've seen him grow from being a, a speed guy, contact hitter, you know, to become one of the best players in baseball, potentially the best shortstop behind uh, Fernando Fernando Tatis. So, seeing him him go probably hurts the most out of all this. I feel like he was going to be the um, next guy to build around with, alongside Juan Soto and a bunch of the prospects that we've gotten over the last couple of years. But we've offered him a couple contract extensions. He didn't take it. He was only within the organization's control for this, the rest of this season, and then the year after that. After that, it was over. And I guess we didn't really see a reason to give a guy a, a fat contract. The Dodgers were willing to give us their top two prospects and a couple other prospects. So, sucks, but, you know, it is what it is. With Scherzer, they said a few days ago, we're going to trade him, blah, blah, blah. But we're not going to trade him to the Mets. I don't see how trading him to the Dodgers is any better, especially considering you trade Turner too. So you're not trying to contend. I mean, yeah, so them not – we're not trading with – with. I know uh, – no, I'm not going to say that. Trading Scherzer to, to the Mets was never going to happen. That's just simple. It just wasn't going to happen. I I would honestly be more pissed off if they traded Scherzer to the Mets because seeing him in a Mets jersey, it's just downright disgraceful. He deserves better than to be allowed to put on those, you know, you know, the backup, the backup pinstripes, right? So, you know, I don't really feel like that would have been fair to him. And I don't think the Mets were willing to give up as many prospects as the Dodgers were, maybe not even the um, Padres. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it, it just hurts, man. It just hurts seeing Trey. Trey getting sent, sent away. Max, I kind of already knew it was coming. They talked about it all season. I truly didn't, didn't think that they were also going to trade Trey. That's, that's the one that really, really hurts. That asks another question of why can't Washington retain any stars? So this is where I feel like, I guess sticking to your, to your gun is kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. So seeing for, <clears throat> excuse me, for example, look at the Washington football team, right? Before, I guess, this new regime came in, they, they kind of had, you know, hey, 
we're you know we're not going to pay certain certain guys over the certain amount of 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 money, but you know we're not going to really retain a lot of homegrown talent. We're just going to let a lot of these guys walk, um, but then they'll pay some random guy a lot of money, and you know it it never really worked out. And I feel like with Rizzo with the um, Nationals. He was at a certain point with um, excuse me, he's at a certain point with Harper. He didn't feel like paying him all that record breaking money, which would have honestly set uh, set the team back, <clears throat> especially going forward with having guys once again at that time like Rendon. You're going to potentially have to pay him. Trey Turner thinking you would be able to retain him and keep him, and also looking to the future for Juan Soto. We just didn't really have any interest in giving Harper what what he got a 13 year contract i don't feel like that's really good especially with players after him who are better that's just that's just dumb so yeah i mean grandone i guess he kind of won a ring and i guess he kind of wants to be closer to his family because you know he is originally from, from texas he is a family man and you know him being with the um anaheim angels as a lot of people like to call them i guess they don't really consider them from la i don't understand how that whole thing works um I guess, you know, they play in Houston every once in a while. He gets to spend more time with his family. And, on you know, being on the West Coast is always nice. You get to just relax here on the beach. You know, it's a lot different from the city life in the nation's capital. So I don't really blame, blame him. So, no, I don't know. It's just sad. It's crazy. This team had realistic <clears throat> division hopes even yes. two months ago. Now it's a full rebuild, not even two years after winning the whole thing. Yeah, we're kind of pulling a unintentional Marlins where, you know, we won a World Series. Well, I'm sorry, not not we, the organization. They, um, <clears throat> they win a World Series. And I've, I don't remember, because like I said, I didn't really start following baseball heavy until about four or five years ago. I remember the Marlins won it, then they just tore it down, then it came back and won another one. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just a combination of aging players like Scherzer, you know, he was up there in, in, in age, uh, electing to pay Strasburg instead of, um, Rendon at this point doesn't really look all that good. Um, especially with him being pretty much injured since essentially he signed that long-term contract, um, that really didn't work out. Patrick Corbin kind of have, having a, fall from grace, um, having a shaky bullpen for the last four years. And yeah, I mean, this happens, man. It's just, you know, when you have a sport that doesn't really have a salary cap and, you know, you know, players can just stack up on one team, like, like, like the Dodgers. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about this for a second. Let's just look at on paper, the talent that the Dodgers currently have. Think about it. They have Bellinger. I know Bellinger sucked recently, but Jesus Christ, he's still a former league MVP. Mookie Betts, a former league former league MVP. They just won a World Series last year. Kershaw, you know, he's not not the Kershaw from a couple of years ago. He's still Clint Kershaw. Walker Bueller, Corey Seager's coming back. Max Muncy's becoming was was just an an All Star. And you just got Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Are you kidding me? How much better can this team get? Like. Like, what is going on? How is this allowed? And, like, you're willing to just give up your 
your prospects just like that. I mean, I don't know if they're going to – if they only kept Turner for this season because, you know, Corey Seager's out and he want to be able to compete for that, um, you know, try to catch up for the Giants and on the division and hopefully stay out of, of that wild card game. But good Lord, I I truly feel like there's a realistic chance so that they can flip Trey Turner again in the offseason, I guess, to try to get something back for their farm system because if they have Seager – I don't feel like they really unless they unless they put Trey in center field or something like that. I don't really see a reason why the um Dodgers would keep Trey Turner long term. Unless it's something I'm missing. That the past three years they've made big trades. Two years ago when they lost when they lost no. Whenever they lost to Houston, was that three years ago? Yes, and they got uh you Darvish. That was yeah, uh, 2018. And, and Machado. No, 2017. No, 17 was um Darvish. 18 was Machado. I don't believe no, they did anything. No, 17 was Machado too. Because then he no, signed the big that, deal. No, because they lost. Oh, was that 18? So, so oh, they, yeah. remember, uh, you, yeah, you, um, you Darvish started game seven in 2017. And then 2018. That's when they lost to the Red Sox. And then 2019, they lost in the uh, DS to Washington. And then last year when they traded for Mookie Betts, that's, you know. So think about it. Within three to four of the last five years, you've got Darvish, who's, a you know, one of the best pitchers in the league. And after that, you, you get Machado. You don't do any – I don't believe they did anything significant in 19. And then – you get Mookie Betts last year, signed him to a long-term deal. And then somehow you still have the ability to get Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. How, like, like what, like what are your thoughts on that? Cause that's just insane. Well, that shows what people similar to me believe that young players do have ridiculous value for whatever reason. I, when the Mets traded away, Jared Kalenic and a couple other guys for Cano and Diaz. I thought it was dumb. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, but Diaz was the best closer in Cano, you know, career 300 hitter, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but Kalenic was one of their best prospects. And I don't, I don't like trading high prospects, especially for rentals. I mean, if, if you wind up winning, yeah, you know, it, it works out. But then look at the Cubs. They traded a lot for Chapman for that one year. And that became Labor Torres and a couple other guys that, you know, have helped mm-hmm. the Yankees a lot. But, I mean, for Chicago, I guess it's coming back around because now they're getting a bunch of guys who are being rentals for other teams and they're replenishing the system. Yeah, that's just how how it works. It's like, you know, I remember I've heard, heard this line in sports, you know, before you rather trade a guy too early than – a guy too, too late. And, you know, I mean, I mean, like you said, I guess it's just kind of, kind of, you know, living in the present moment and we feel like you have a chance to win a championship because at the end of the day, teams and players play, play the game to win championships. And, you know, even though in, in the long term it might not work out because I remember the um, White Sox, they traded, what shields to or they got shields and traded away Tatis and a 
one that I just remembered the Nationals traded away um, a, a pitching prospect for Adam Eaton, and that ended up being Lucas Giolito. So, I mean, it just happens. That's just how baseball works. And, you know, they pretty much got like, uh, like a Trey Turner. They got him as a throw-in from the Padres. So that's just how the sport works. It's just, you know, if you have a good enough team to try to compete for a championship now, sometimes you just got to sell a little, a little bit of your future, even though it might not look good long-term. It happens, man. It sucks, but, you know. I mean, how do you – I mean, you know, you're a Mets fan. When this news dropped, it's, like I said, the, the Max Scherzer thing was, was happening, regardless. That was going to happen. What, what was your opinion or what was your initial thought when you found out they were shipping away Turner as well? I probably thought what everybody else did, and I was just like, how did the Dodgers have enough to keep doing this? And I mean, even the Padres, when they said Scherzer was going there, I was like, how do they still have enough? Because like, if the Padres, you know, when they made all these trades last season going into this season as well, and, you know, they, they trade their three and four prospect. And then th this past go around, they give away their three and their four prospect. It's like they're only the third and fourth ranked prospect because the third and fourth, you know, just got traded. So you're really getting like the fifth and sixth guy. But because, you know, other people on the totem pole are gone now, these guys step up. But I mean, hey, if you're able to, you got to strike while the pan's hot. Yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like that's that's the one thing about about baseball that um that you really don't don't see in other sports. Like, you know, a lot of teams are willing to sell their future for, you know, you know, a, you know, a bite at the apple now because, you know, when you see in baseball, you know, when you have that chance to, you know, get yours, it's hard to get back, especially with, you know, injuries and just a long grueling season things can happen so yeah man so probably um you know oh yeah it's just how baseball is man sucks but you know hopefully this works out for i'm hoping this works out for the future but oh it still sucks i had a personal connection with with those guys but like I said, I don't want to beat a dead horse with seeing Trey go. I feel like he was going to be the centerpiece for the future for guys like Soto and, and him, you know, trying to hopefully run the NL East going forward. But that's over for now. I guess they got a, a good prospect in, in Gray and um, Ruiz, you know, switch hitting catcher. Or, or he's got some power in Gray. You know, he's a good pitching prospect. I don't really know too much about him. I don't really keep up with farm systems like that, especially farm systems that aren't within my favorite organizations, but, you know, I heard he's pretty good. So, you know, I, hopefully this, this works out, but, you know, it's a lot of pain. I mean. At least if you're a Cubs or Nationals fan and, you know, crying yourself to sleep tonight or however you're coping with this, at least you got the ring. Yeah, you know. You know, you see the virtual background. I had to put that up there for you. You know, you've never seen one of those in your life. That's cool, you know. But 
you know, this day started off so bad. Well, it started off great, actually, getting rid of hand. And then it just got a thousand times better with, you know, trading away Kanye Westbrook. I mean, I don't I don't feel like you really got your due justice when talking about that. So, uh, you know, if you want to add anything to that, I would be that would be nice because, you know, it's always nice to hear from an outside source on things like this. I feel like if you're a Wizards fan, as you are, you got to be pretty excited about it, especially because Bradley Beal will stay now. Because he was painting a, a wide stroke by saying, you know, he wants out. And it was because of Russell Westbrook, I feel like. The two of them didn't really mesh that well. You know, the Wizards were terrible as it was on defense. And Russell Westbrook only subtracts from that. So now having Bradley Beal, who is, you know, the centerpiece for now, holding on to him for next couple of years, at least, I feel like, you know, they're going in the right direction. I mean, yeah, because, you know, I've, you know, I've heard some reports that, you know, guys like DeMar DeRozan have mutual interest, uh, especially Ben Whitty's a guy that could have interest. So, you know, I, I I was actually saying this at the gym um, yesterday that having Russ just didn't make sense. He's making a lot of money, um, and he's kind of really stunting the growth of the of the young players. And you know, this is kind of going back to the whole MLB thing. You know, young players really have a lot of value if you're able to develop them into the players that you really hope that they can become. So guys like Denny, um, Rui Hachimura, who's killing it for Japan and the Olympics and you know hopefully the guy that we just drafted out of Gonzaga who who's up I heard is probably the best shooter in this draft compare him with Bertans and Beal get a nice point guard off the free agent market hopefully his team can actually become something good going forward because you know over the last couple of years it's looked really bleak so you know I guess try to you know do something because you know teams in our downward spiral recently and you know as a fan you know it can only take so much of that so you know I need some some type of silver lining you know I, you know at least I'm not a Jets fan you know I guess I gotta you know get me going for something yeah Harold won't be there at the end of the year they'll probably trade him for good something which, you know good. helps who else? Uh, KCP probably will get traded to a contender. Doubt and then, you know, instead of being stuck with Russ, you're stuck to Kyle Kuzma. So. Hey, I I truly, I don't, so I don't get, I understand because Kyle Kuzma's done, he's done a lot of goofy things over the last couple of years, especially the last two being under LeBron. But I, I just feel like he, he just needed a change of scenery. And I feel like he was getting an end unfair shake. I mean, we, we all know that two of the most toxic fan bases in the NBA are Laker fans and LeBron fans. So when you combine those two together, it's like hell. And if you make the smallest mistake, they just crucify you. And I feel like Kuzma has just become the, the scapegoat. And, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, you know, he sees himself as Jason Tatum. No, nobody's ever said that. Nobody's ever said that. So he has talent. He's not not going to be an all-star level 
Jason Tatum player, but he could definitely be, you know, a nice little six man, a guy coming give you 15 to 18 points a night, and then he leaves. I mean, he's a pretty well-rounded player. So I truly feel like, you know, he should get some more love. And I feel like here, especially being next to Beal, who's just finished second in scoring, if you get a, a good point guard that can make the whole team better, I truly feel like this team has a good, you know, direction going forward, especially if you develop the young guys, like I said. So, you know, you develop the young guys, get Kuzma to where you feel like he, um, he should be. Um, keep Bill happy, get a point guard. This team's going to be pretty good. So, one thing I'm, I'm hoping for, because, you know, it's been a sad day for me outside of basketball. So. Extra first-round pick also, that helps. Yeah, then they, you know, you got got about $9 million in, in cap space or trade, or trade exception, I don't know. Which one it is? It's a it's a lot of a lot of uh, moving parts. Then we flipped the twenty second pick to the Pacers and got Aaron Holiday. Hopefully he has at least half the amount of defense that his brother had, and you know plus an extra you know pick in the first round. You know we moved down a couple of spots. I don't remember who who they picked, but I believe it was a guard. I don't remember. It was like so it's, a, it's a lot going on, but you know I like the direction of the franchise. I don't understand the whole love that people have with. Russ, like I'm, I'm a known notorious Russ hater, I guess you can call me. I don't really like him. I think he's overrated, but you know, I'm happy he's gone. He, he's going home. I think the Lakers are going to suck. Like I told Wayne, I feel like that 2024 second round pick is going to be the best thing that they get out of this trade, but it is what it is. Anything else you had to add? Uh, fuck the Dodgers, fuck the Mets, fuck the Phillies. Uh, Ethan Hartley, uh, you suck. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Oh, Cowboys suck too. That's all. I feel like it's a good place to end it. Nice. A lot of ground covered on this one. A lot of ground. Pretty much. We'll be back before you know it. Then we'll be back on Tuesday. Imagine that. Okay. Podcast that says, you know, new episodes on Tuesday, and we actually come out with episodes on back to back Tuesdays. Imagine that. So, yeah, all right, we're gonna go now. Spotify, Apple, you know where to find us later on. <laughs>